Welcome everyone once again to another episode of the NOC. The Knock. Knock. I would call that the Knock. Nerd Out. out. Cast. Cast. (laughs) Patient breath into the cast. Wow. Gets better every week. Yes. How's everyone doing? Good. Fantastical. Great. Pretty good. Great. Everybody have a uh, good weekend? Yeah. Yes. No. Anybody do anything fun? No. I did. No. (laughs) Played paintball. How'd that go? Pretty good. Did you get shot? sore. Oh, yeah. Now, did the paintballs bounce off you or did they actually explode on impact? This one bounced off. Oh, that's this so cool. I want to go paintballing. Hmm. Paintball's fun. Is it? So much I want to do it. No, yeah. It's a blast. What'd you do, Stevie? The I, paintballs I didn't, went. I didn't do uh, they had them turned up to going 285 feet per second. Oh, that's yep. nice. That's close to, yeah. Yeah, it's close to death. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I think competitively, isn't it like it has to be kept under 300 yeah. feet yeah. per second? Yeah. That's Did you sign a waiver as if I die, you're not to blame or no? There's no waiver signed like that. I, I signed it, but I didn't read it. Oh, yeah. Uh, they probably they've <laughs> got your social security number. So you didn't realize they took an insurance policy out on yeah. you. They want you to die. They've, yeah, <laughs> they've, they've drained your 401k now. That's great. Um, you know what I did? What'd you do, Rick? Remember that table that I built a few podcasts ago? Yes, I remember that one. I don't like it anymore, so I built <laughs> another one out of a uh, black iron pipe. Wow. It's so cool. I'm oh. going to post it on the NLC like I did the other one. Hmm. And my phone caught on fire. Wow. And your phone caught on fire. Yeah, my phone was caught it on like, fire. Was it in your pocket when it caught on fire? No. I uh, I think the charger <laughs> fell inside my coffee. <laughs> so when I plugged it in, it created uh, whatever. And I heard it sizzling. Like, oh, my gosh. Like when you go to Casa Brava, and you, they bring that plate yeah. out. And they go, here you go, lady. And it goes. They call you lady? They call you lady? They call you no, lady? Uh, they used to call, anyways. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I heard my phone sizzling. With no cheese on it. Yeah, no. And then I look at it, and it was like smoking. And then he went on home with the Lord. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> did you rupture the battery? Is that what happened here? No, just the charge port is fried now. It was like on fire, dude. Like, it was hmm. sizzling. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Something else happened. Great. Real what? quick, real quick. Go ahead. I had a battle. You had a battle. I had a battle with my inner female. Hey, knowing is half the battle. And she won. Okay. <laughs> I got Pinterest. Really? Whoa. I'm come serious. on. And you, it's official. Get out. I Yes. Yeah. I do too, it's man. It's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you do too, I, for real? I do. I've been battling wow. this for years. I do. I have a Star I have Wars one board that I never use. Dude, Dude, it's so awesome. I even have man. a recipe board. You got Everybody <laughs> at this table has a Pinterest account. Yeah. Yes. But me. <laughs> Yeah. It, it has like cool uh, DIY stuff on there. Yeah, it does. There's a lot there. of cool Star Wars yeah. stuff on there. Star the Star Wars stuff, Wars stuff is How to so cool. Lightsaber. It is. Really? Yeah, custom. Uh, it's on there. I mean, cool stuff. Hmm. M- music stuff has great stuff for music. Your musical. Yeah. Well, charts, tabs, you know, I, all kinds of stuff like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that that's I'm done. That's it. That's it. So we're all we're well, all we haven't introduced ourselves. We're all out of the closet. Yeah. I I man I almost said that a while ago. It's so cool. Um yeah. Hey, I am um, I was probably within 150 feet of a tree that got struck by lightning uh early Saturday morning. Oh, that's cool. Were you um, camping? Yeah, we were camping. And what sounded like a cannon going off about 3 feet from my head. Oh man. Um woke everybody up, but you could, you know, it's one of those, 
one of those booms that just shakes mm-hmm. yeah. your bones. I heard a couple here. Yeah. Well, yeah. We we got up and you know earlier that morning and uh, found the tree that it struck. It was about 150 feet from us. There's bark everywhere, but it was just a thin line of you know no bark going all the way down to the roots from the top. And it wasn't the tallest tree, and it wasn't the biggest tree. It's like the lightning had to kind of go through some limbs to find that little hmm. guy. I don't get that. Doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, that, it, that was pretty cool. You know, I probably lost I don't know five years off my life. Yeah, just but you spent some. It's worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> uh, let's go around the table right quick and see who we actually have here this week. Uh, to my left would be. Oh, wait, to my right would be Scaff, Ginger Ninja, Steve. That what? means AKA. the guy that got, takes out the trash. The trash, <laughs> the trash man. That would be the trash man. Taking out the trash. It is trash day. I don't do garbage. Just it is trash for day. everybody to know. I only do trash. So what is the true definition between trash and garbage? Garbage is like your onion peels and all that. Trash is like your paper. The stuff you don't want. Oh, yeah. uh, stuff you can set on fire. Never even thought about that. Like your phone. Yes, yeah. Like your phone. <laughs> like my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe that actually happened. Neither can I. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, usually technology is so, you know, yeah. safe. But it it did. Sometimes it's fickle. It did fall in my coffee. Fickle. Fickle mm. technology. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. All right. Yeah, it's ficklish. <laughs> a little ficklish. And uh, Shannon Tech. Glad everybody Shand- could. Shannon uh, Shand- Tech. What? Shand- Glad everybody could join in. This week uh, we're taking out the vowels. Um, <laughs> let's see. This should be downloading to your electronic Turn device <laughs> on May 2nd, 2017. <laughs> it's me. Um... As everybody's probably figured out by now, this is going to be our new uh, release date, Tuesday mornings. Give yeah. you something to listen to on your way to work. Yeah, just one more day. Or working out. Just or one more. Or watching TV, whatever. Um, so, let's go ahead and, and jump right into... You know, it's a good okay. release day because <laughs> that's when movies come yeah. out. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and we're just as anticipated. Yeah, as movies uh, on Blu-ray, I would, video games. I would agree with that. Books, they come out on Tuesdays. Yeah, that's, everybody lines up at the library to get that, exactly. that new Garfield book. Yeah, that's what I used to do. Are you doing certified fresh news? What do you think, Rick? My phone went off. Okay. <laughs> certified fresh news. Yeah. The drums come in. Professional faith. Awesome. Uh, okay, so it's quick, getting better quick, every week. Every, <laughs> I I played that myself. Just letting y'all know. Yeah. What you got, Rick? Hey, hey, you hear about Fast and the Furious already went over a billion dollars? Are you yes. kidding me? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm telling you guys. Hey, and don't forget. Don't, don't forget what movie comes out this week. What movie would that I be? Forgot. Guess what comes out this week? J O T G two. Booyah! Woo! The lovers. Guardians. Yeah. Hey, hey. It could be called that. Guess, guess, guess who might be back for the Doctor Who Christmas special this year. Better be Matt Smith. No. Matt Smith. No, guess. Tenet? Tenet. No. Eccleston. No. no. <laughs> it's a companion. Amy Pond. No. Rory. No. Uh, the blonde from the first one. Yeah. No. Piper. No. Clara. Clara, yes. She's she's one of the best. She she, she, she may or may not be Jenna back. Coleman. She should have stayed on she really for should've. one more season. She was... Like she fit all the requirements yeah. to be a companion. She she was in her, sassy in her in her uh, chemistry with PK. Wait, are you guys talking about the same one, Clara? Clara, yeah, with Jenna PK. Coleman. 
Jenna Coleman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't she's like sassy, her? She's sassy. She's strong willed. Yeah, she's she was good. She's compact. You can almost like put her in your pocket. Yeah. My favorite, believe it or not, was Donna. I wanted to see. Donna was good. Donna. She's my favorite. Yeah. Donna's good. That's <laughs> the, the one office. I was thinking. That's who oh. I thought you were. Talking I would have loved seeing her with Donna's P-Cat. good though. That would have been awesome. But anyways. And this and PCAP, this is his last, right? Yeah. This is his last go around. That's it. Okay. No, I got the best news. Okay. For men out there. For men. For men. Okay. For men. May twenty third, you can download John Wick two. Oh yeah. Bam. Shannon can finally see it. (laughs) I am excited. (laughs) And then you can buy the copy uh, June thirteenth. So Hmm. I'm excited. If they have a box set, I am buying it. Okay. And I usually don't buy. Anyways, <laughs> off to you, Steven. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Steven. Steven. Wow. Okay. Um, Steven. I have one here for CFN. If you call him Steven, you have to call him well, the Reverend. Then the Rev. The Rev. Sorry, Rev. The Rev. And then, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do one here. Then I'm gonna save one for uh, random. I have so many later. We know. <laughs> um, this one is uh, Palm Star Media has optioned the film rights to. Mary Doria Russell's two books on a gunslinger, Doc Holliday, with Jeremy Renner. There we go. To star. I saw this. You have the novels Doc and uh, Epitaph, Chronicled Life of uh, John Henry Holliday, and so it's going to be all about that. I think that's cool. That's yes. very cool. I'm pumped mm. about that. I don't know why, but I like Jeremy Renner. I do too. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I will watch most of you know most anything that he's in. Is it because he's so dry? I mean, he's not like he's funny. He's the, he doesn't even really have that leading man type. No. But I mean, but he's good I like him. Yeah, I I liked him in the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hate yeah. that he won't be. I don't think he's in the next one. I haven't heard. Uh, of Henry, Henry, yeah, uh, Superman is, but no Jeremy Renner. What Soups is in the next? Yeah. yeah. He's going to be wearing the As black. Superman? Alec Baldwin made it into the next Mission Impossible, <laughs> but not Jeremy Renner. You know, as much as, as I far like as we know. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> he's he's pretty with baby boss he, right now. He's one of those guys that he cracks me up. I think he's a great Ooh, actor. Boss oh, baby. Yeah. But I yeah. bet he's just... Baby, baby boss. boss. That's a rapper. That's what what up, baby boss? <laughs> he's. I get the feeling that he is... Not a nice man in person. No, I uh, yeah. I I've seen some clips too. of him online. You can look him up. I've, I've heard a couple of rants oh, he's man, done. Yeah. And he's, he's great in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's what started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my respect for you. You know what my favorite <laughs> scene in Beetlejuice is. What's my that? favorite scene in Beetlejuice is when that brick door opens. I don't know why. Not when he kicks the tree and says "nice model." No. Yeah. But when Ooh. that brick door opens, you know, when they, come, when they open that <laughs> brick door. Oh, that part's good, too. Oh, I love that. And they go inside that. Okay. Off to you, Stephen. Well, hey, That's all I had. I just oh. I just want to throw in there that Doc Holiday news since we were talking about Westerns not, oh, too, there you not go. too long ago. So. Oh, sorry now, about that. We start the timeline for Scalf. Scalf, you have 10 minutes from now. Do you have now. anything, Shannon? <laughs> He's going to shit. That. Do you want me to go that first? That tells you. Oh, man. That tells you how long this is going to be. <laughs> Where's the timer? Whenever he skips himself to say, hey, let's get all the rest out of the way. <laughs> we're, in tr- we're in trouble. Don't I was going to bring up um, Aqua- wow. Aquaman started filming. The one might bring up some discussion. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, this last week, uh, Aquaman began filming in uh, the little town of... 
Milwaukee. Uh, there's in Atlantis. It's filming in Atlantis. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, is that on the new continent? I yeah. <laughs> Zealandia. Zealandia, right, right next to it. Zealandia. You can hop and skip right yeah. next to yeah. Old Zealand from there. Um, <laughs> I'm just Zealand. kind of a. I'm just impressed that they're actually put. You know, they're hitting go on this. I kind of thought they would. Yeah. Postpone, I'm, and postpone. I'm using postpone. a quote from the the director later on in our podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Um, also, there's a. Um, you guys read this about the uh, black and white version. Of yeah, Logan? Logan? I did see that. Why? Cool. What am I missing? Oh, I don't know. Because uh, I've not seen it. Or did you watch that. it? Yeah, oh, I haven't okay. seen Logan. Okay, <laughs> then, so, yeah. Is black and white going to bring, give it a more of an artistic feel? I mean, that's normally what It'll happens. It'll give it like an old western feel. That'd be cool. Now, hmm. what would be cool is if everything was in black and white and the blood was in red. Ah, uh, my mouth watered. That oh, is an awesome idea. my goodness. Sin City 3. That is brilliant. That's a good idea. Um. Anyway, especially if you're a dude. Let's see. That's going to be coming out. When and is his that claws out? were orange. <laughs> That'd be great. It's uh, being re-released uh, May 16th. Uh, it looks like it's basically just the same film. It's just going to be sh- or shown in the monochrome, and uh, everybody will love it. Um. Let's see. Next. Uh, oh, by the way, Adrian Peterson did sign. Oh, we do watch sports around yes, here. By I the do. way. Um, yeah. We're not all Rick just about soccer. Toys and video <laughs> games. No, it's football. It's football. 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 Um, so Adrian Peterson did sign football. Uh, with Saint uh, the Saints. So he's going to New Orleans. And guess what? New Orleans' first game of the year against the Vikings. <laughs> so um, that should be kind of fun. That and, should uh, be fun. This is real short and simple. Uh, Shania Twain is awesome. What? Okay. I just wrote that down the other day. Why is that? Were you listening to her her music? I again? haven't in years, in years. Um, you, but she's on a show now. Is it, right now. is it the Voice? She's like a she's a oh, like judge a or judge? something. Uh, and uh, I saw her the other day, and so I fr- I'd forgotten how much I'd listened to all her stuff, kind of like back in the nineties when she yeah, she's huge. And I start huge, I start pulling huge. up her album sales and all that stuff, and I and I knew she was like it exploded and went crazy, but she is the number one selling. Female artist of all time, yeah. uh, she really? with with one album. And you want to know what? Uh, What's that? What? The, her first big album. She broke even. Seriously? No way. That wow. was just, when I lived in in Nashville. That was one of the the stories, you know, to kind of uh, uh, uh show you how how much it takes to actually make money. Did, uh, you know, her album sales. Yeah. Broke even with the cost of, uh, of the record and marketing. So she made money off her tour, but Jeez. she barely made any money off her first album, the big one. A lot of That's artists, crazy. Have yeah, money. that one that one went crazy on sales. Yeah. And I've heard him, I've heard Jim Gaffigan say that now. Um, now everything's went digital, and he sells his comedy albums for like five dollars, like on his own website. Yeah, and says he makes like five times the amount of money now than he yeah. than what he used to when he was selling CDs for like yeah, eighteen dollars like streaming. You know, for STB stuff, when we stream, I mean, we get a decent amount of streams uh, every month, and we get like point zero one cents. Wow, per stream. You know, I've noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been getting two two creams in my coffee <laughs> no. here lately. It is, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but okay, I'm STB done. STB is uh, Steve Terry man and stuff. Yeah, yeah multi aluminum. It's not a disease album. or anything no, like some no. people think. No, although you should be addicted to it. Our first album went uh, multi-Teflon. 
<laughs> wow. Our All first right. album went wood. All right. Wood is the first. It sold 10 copies. Went plastic. Scalf, do you we uh, got up to plastic yet? Do you want a drum roll? Actually, it went dirt. No. Can I can I do stuff he while you're doing do, this? Yeah, um, yeah I, I got to study for next segment. Well, go ahead. Here's the thing, <laughs> Shannon. This kind of this one kind of pertains to me and you. Okay, Ricky, let's go outside. Um, you and I. So. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you got him on that. Oh, At least I once a that, week. I do that to Actually, people all the time. It should be you and me. Why? Because it, I would say it pertains to me, so I should uh. say you. You and me. No, I'd say it pertains to I. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Another discussion. Uh, I don't know. I think, I don't think Let's ask the Puerto Rican right. about the proper English. <laughs> okay, so oh, this good. comes from <laughs> IGN.com. Call of Duty World War Two is launching on November 3rd for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Where's my coffee? The release date <laughs> was revealed alongside a full trailer during a worldwide reveal Starbucks? live stream. This year's entry in the shooter franchise follows the U.S. 1st Infantry Division as they fight their way through the European theater of the war. <laughs> Missions include the D-Day invasion of Normandy and Battle of the Bulge. Although you primarily play as the young, inexperienced Private Daniels in the single player, the there time. will also be a mission that casts you as a woman fighting in the French Resistance. A full multiplayer reveal is slated for E3 in June. As for co-op, little was shared, but it will apparently take the form of a new and original story featuring zombies. Zombies? Yep. Also, from the leaks, Activision confirmed that a beta will be available ahead of launch, but the date, but they haven't set a date yet. Finally, Transformers actor Josh Duhamel is confirmed to appear in Call of Duty World War II Duhamel. as technical... Duhamel. <laughs> Call of Duty World War II as Technical Sergeant William Pearson, a 34-year-old from Oklahoma. Pro Edition that surfaced in leaks will be exclusive to GameStop, at least in the U.S., will cost $100. Duh. Winning. Okay. Um, this one also comes from IGN. First Call of Duty World War II multiplayer details revealed co-op Nazi zombies mode teased. Most gameplay specifics are under wraps for now. Activision did hint at a new mode called War Mode that will that will let players take part in famous historic World War II battles with different objectives for each team depending on whether you're the Allies or the Axis. You are a huge nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Fortunately, I couldn't hear that, actually. Instead of <laughs> instead of character classes, players will now have divisions. Divisions will include infantry and armored options. Um, between matches, players will hang out in headquarters, a robust a robust social space that sounds similar in concept to the tower in Destiny. Is this part of the premiere thing? The premiere. Oh, never mind. I'm I'm lost. What do you mean? What What are you lost about? It's Call of Duty, right? Yes. But is this the one that you have to like buy all the extra? You buy the game, then you have to get all the extra stuff. No. Well, is this I mean, it's Call like, of Duty White Ops. I mean, it's like Battlefield White Ops, where you've got DLC and stuff later on. 
Okay, this is for everybody. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan reveals major characters yeah. returning for Split Unbreakable sequel. Oh, yeah. Acclaimed director... <laughs> uh, I forget where this came from. Acclaimed director M. Night Shyamalan took over Twitter Wednesday morning as he released a string of important announcements yes. regarding his next film. Among them, he revealed that many of his classic characters from both Unbreakable and Split would return for the new movie. Shyamalan began by announcing that his new film is called Glass and that it will serve as both a sequel to Split as well as Unbreakable. Glass? Yeah. If you recall, Split's shock ending tied the two movies together. Sam Jack? Yep. Oh. Yes. Glass will hit heard theaters on January eighteenth, 2019 with a oh script that Shyamalan just completed. He said the movie is the collision of both previous films. Yes. And it's... Shattered glass. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's worse than I am with the sound effects. <laughs> and it sounds like a thrill ride waiting to happen. Oh, it does. The biggest reveals, however, were the announcements that four of Shyamalan's major characters, two from Split, two from Unbreakable, have already been confirmed to appear in glass. Yes. So you've got Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson from Unbreakable and then... Um, McAvoy. McAvoy and, and the, the girl from Split. Yep. That's going to be cool. They're going to be in Oh, I love glass. it. I love it. The more I hear about it, the more excited I love I the name. Glass. I know. It's so cool. It's great. And that Sam Jack's back. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't hear that very well, just so you know. Oh, it's not coming through? No, not very well. Oh, man. Still not coming through very well. <laughs> All right. This is another one for everybody. I think this came from comic book. Masters of the Universe yeah. movie release date revealed. Sony Pictures has added the film to its most updated release calendar with a projected release date of December 18th, 2019. The film will be directed by McGee. You guys are playing way too many noises. <laughs> Quit it, Rick. I hit that one on accident. Man. All right. The film will be directed by McGee from Charlie's Angels, but This Means War, and Terminator Salvation. That's been God, up, that's been updated. Oh, has it? McGee's out. Oh, he is. Okay, which is a good thing, in my opinion. This was just this article was written today. Yeah, there's there there's a or another one on on different side that says McGee has been ousted. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Things happen. Never quick. mind. We he don't won. have a director. He gone. Well, who would be yeah. a good fill-in for him? Well, because uh, McGee wanted K- Kellen Lutz, uh, the guy who was in the uh, Twilight movies, who was in the horrible uh, Hercules movie. Never saw it. Oh, yeah. That's who he wanted. And, you know, McGee, his track record is awful. Not very good. Terminator Salvation. Yeah. I Charlie's mean, Angels. Know, yeah. Um yeah. Not good. So, huh. But I, I am excited about that film, though. Could you slide in like a... Um... And the writers, did that have the writers, too? Because, yeah. Here it is from Entertainment Weekly. Five, uh, five days ago, McGee no longer directing Masters of the Universe. David Goyer. <coughs> Batman Begins, Man of Steel. Yeah. 
He did Man of Steel? Yep. Batman Begins and Man of Steel. He David. wrote them, right? Yeah, wrote them. Oh, okay. Hmm, so let's do a Dreamcast real quick of who we want to see direct that movie. Josh Trank. No. No. <laughs> no, just kidding. That was a nightmare cast. Well, because it has to be sci-fi and fantasy, because Super, or I mean, uh, He-Man's both. Yeah. Because it's, it's a land, Eternity is a land ravaged by technology. Peter Jackson. So it has to have fantastical oh. elements. and Wow. Know, and uh, Yeah, maybe. I already have the guy. For the Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo, it, yeah. Scalf. <laughs> Guillermo would make it so cool, yeah. That's the only Smash guy I can him. think of, to be honest yeah. with you. Because of Hellboy. Yeah. I could totally see that. Heck, boy. Hey, who did uh, Fifth Element? Luke, Luke Besson. He should do that too. Luke Besson. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is outselling Avengers Age of Ultron in advance tickets. Yeah. What? The writing was written on the wall long ago that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 would surpass the surprising box office numbers of its predecessor, but now it's looking like the Marvel Studios breakout might be might dethrone their Earth-based franchise. Mm-hmm. James Gunn's cosmic sequel already had an amazing opening weekend in the international markets and looks to build off of that momentum when it opens domestically where advanced ticket sales are already beating Avengers Age of Ultron. GOTG 2 has been the number one ticket seller on Fandango every day since it went on sale and has surpassed the advanced sales of the Avengers sequel according to Deadline. Yeah. Um, could the latest Guardians movie beat out its fellow Marvel Studios sequel, which was the fourth best domestic opening in history with $191.3 million? It's certainly possible. Mm. So, yeah, it's uh, already outselling Age of Ultron. You know, since we're, we're sitting here talking about this, there's two people at this desk that already appreciated Chris Pratt well before he became famous. Oh, yeah. And now we have a third person, I think, that has jumped on board and has started watching. <laughs> yes. What's the name of the detective? Burt Macklin. <laughs> <laughs> How far have you got into the series? Steve? I am almost through season two. Okay. We're talking about Parks and Rec. Yeah. Parks yeah. and Rec. Yeah. I fell in the pit. Now, see, hey. I liked... First time I saw... Chris Pratt and I thought he such a small role but in the Vince Vaughn movie um, what's it called Delivery Man where he fathers yeah. tons of children and didn't know it well, yeah or, I mean he knew it but I can't really go into sure yeah. sure but Chris Pratt is in that as you know the guy he gets advice from and uh, he's so funny in that. I mean he's not in that much but he's so funny I need, I need to watch that movie yeah he's great I mean, Chris Pratt was hired for six episodes of Parks and Rec. Yeah. And, uh, just six? Yeah, he's a guest. Yeah. he Guest starring Chris Pratt at the end of the first yeah. six episodes. I mean, episodes. he was a boyfriend to one of the characters, and they were, you know, he would be gone after six. And after six episodes, they knew they couldn't get rid of him. So they actually wrote him oh. in with another character. Like, they, yeah. So. He is hilarious. Actually, so far through the a second century there's no uh, character that I do not like they're all great yeah. <laughs> okay you guys I mean probably talked I'm not a real big fan it. of Amy but <laughs> oh, she's, she's Amy so Poehler, but she's hilarious in that show she's passionate man I know I mean she I she it. plays it so well um, the chick that was in the office for a little bit was Jim's 
yes. you know, she's she's great in it. Um, I forget all the rest of the actors' names. They're all good. Aziz, Ron, Ron Swanson. Yeah, yeah, April Lucky. Yeah, that's this one. Ron Swanson is hilarious. Ron, <laughs> Ron Swanson should be our. Oh president. my gosh, the hunting episode, season two. <laughs> Is that where you got shot? Yes. Get shot in the head. And at the very end of the episode, they're preparing the birds that they shot. And he turns around, and you can see his whole his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Have, have you been oh. introduced to John Ralphio yet? John Ralphio? <laughs> he cracks me up. There's so many yes. little characters. Is that the one that is the assistant to, to, to Ron? No, no. That's the no. skinny Italian guy. Yeah. What's what's guy. that guy? That's, um, oh, it's Aziz. I'm sorry. What is his name? Yeah, Tom. Tom goes out. Oh, oh Tom Haverford. He goes out and looks for Ron's assistant. Yeah. Well, he has that that guy who who he, comes in for five five seconds and yeah, or does, in that episode does a terrible. Oh yeah, my gosh. Interview. Oh yeah, anyway. yeah, because he Wait. tells him to leave and he <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's he's right. Like, Good. The door's over yeah. here. I'll just yeah. see myself out. Yeah. Hey, what's up, the other Ron? Hey, what's up, Ron Dunn? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> It's wow. a really good series. It's, oh, it's, it's all on Netflix. Go check it out. It was definitely um, it. not appreciated when it was on. No, it was not. Um, Man alive. Yeah, I didn't watch it until about I, season. I avoided two or it because three. it to me was The Office. Yes, that's why I rip avoided off. it. And and that's why it almost got canceled in the first season because it followed The Office yeah. and resembled The Office, and The Office was at its heyday. So I mean, a lot of people just kind of viewed it. I know I did. I didn't give it a shot till it was probably halfway through season two. I started watching it and kind of oh, fell in love with it. Anyway, I'm sorry, Scalf. You are only a ten percent through your CFN. No, I'm almost done. Oh, okay. Well, continue. Star Wars Episode Nine release date revealed. Disney just announced the release date for the Star Wars Episode Nine from Lucasfilm director Colin Trevorrow's installment in the long-running series and the follow-up to Star Wars: The Last Jedi. The movie will release on May twenty-fourth, twenty nineteen, and will cap off the latest trilogy of films, intending to put a thematic end to the stories of Rey, Finn, Poe, and Kylo Ren in the battle between the Resistance and the First Order. This shift in release dates marks Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi as the final Star Wars movie to be released during the holiday season. Delays and reshoots... <laughs> They're wee-wagging down there. Oh. Delays and reshoots during the productions of both The Force Awakens and Rogue One... That's not wee-wagging. Star Wars Story caused their <laughs> release dates to be shifted from May back into December which also affected the production of The Last Jedi. All of the original Star Wars films released in May prior to Disney purchasing Lucasfilm. The fact that they are returning to the original schedule is yet another tradition the new regime is upholding. Man, that is, that's really exciting for me. I love it. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, so man. excited. I'm all for it. When, the, when does produ uh, post-production... Post-production? When does... Principal photography start this year, I think. Hmm. For yeah. the next one for episode yeah. nine, nine. Yeah, I think it starts this year. Hmm. That's just crazy. Yeah, and then they'll start on the next, the Obi One. Mm -hmm. oh, is that confirmed? Maybe. That's not confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jacob likes good. <laughs> Jacob knows my passion for that movie, that film. Or I should say though. the Ahsoka standalone movie. Mm. I'm on board for that one. Too. I would be too. I, I would. I would watch that one. Ahsoka lives. Yeah. All right. Mm. You just, dude. She is such a cool character. Mm. 
<laughs> I don't know what. What do you not like about her? I don't know her. Exactly. You never watched the. You got to watch Clone Wars. Well, it's like, like she was could, cool in Clone Wars, but in Rebels, she's on another level. Yeah. I mean, if you tell me level. you're gonna make a movie about Carl the Jedi, I mean, I'll probably go watch it. This is but Anakin's. I don't know about Carl. This is Anakin's Padawan. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She gave him a run for his money in that battle at Re- on Rebels. Yeah, she did. Man, I actually know who she is because she she's she went toe to toe with Darth Vader. Yeah. Like full blown Darth Vader. Ah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Ah. With for lightsabers. Real. Okay. Two lightsabers. She was holding them like a Star Killer yes. style. Backwards. Backwards. Yep. Yep. And All right, Rick, you're gonna like this. New Star Wars book dives deep into history of the Force. Lucasfilm and Disney appear to be delving deep into some of George Lucas's discarded lore from the original Star Wars movie as evidenced by an impending book release. So this book actually releases tomorrow. Um, Rick won't like this because he doesn't read. Yeah. He's going to like it. I can read it too. But I like, like the, I like I'll the read point it. of it. <laughs> I don't he read either. the idea behind it. You can read it and tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Well, it's a middle I, grade novel. so it's I can pantomime it to you. Kind of for... Your daughter's age. <laughs> uh, Greg Rucka's forthcoming middle grade novel, Guardians of the Wills, focuses on Rogue One, a Star Wars story characters, Chirrut, Emway, and Baze Malbus. We'll explore a different aspect of the Force not previously seen on film, but has been heavily hinted at in the movies. The new book will include excerpts from a collection curated by a new character, Kozim Pell, referred to as Disciple of the Wills hinting that a greater balance between the light and dark sides of the Force could be explored in future films as we previously theorized. Reddit user DreamJacket managed to get a copy of the book ahead of its release this Tuesday, (coughs) tomorrow, or today if you're listening to today, and took photos of the included excerpts, which is part of an in-story work called Collected Poems, Prayers, and Meditations on the Force. Guardians of the Wills will show Baze and Chirrut's time before the events of Rogue One when they protect the ancient temple located on Jeddah, where the Empire is seen harvesting kyber crystals to power their Death Star. The title itself is proof that Lucasfilm Story Group is using the once-discarded concept from Lucas himself in which the Wills were an ancient race who conveyed the now-ancient story of Star Wars to Lucas effectively making it a storytelling device. But recent uses of it hint that the Wills had a different knowledge of the Force than what we see from the Jedi or the Sith. It tends to emphasize a balance between the two. This was further hinted at in the first teaser for Star Wars The Last Jedi in which Rey examines some ancient text with a logo of the old Jedi Order, coupled with Luke Skywalker's declaration that the time of the Jedi must end. We might be seeing the roots uh, the roots begin to take hold of a whole new aspect of Force wielders in the Star Wars universe. So here's the uh, synopsis for Guardians of the Wills. Baze and Chirrut used to be Guardians of the Wills who looked after the Kyber Temple on Jeddah and those who worshipped there. Then the Empire came and took over the planet. The temple was destroyed and the people scattered. Now Baze and Chirrut do what they can to resist the Empire and protect the people of Jeddah, but it never seems to be enough. When a man named Saw Gerrera arrives with ground plans to take down the Empire, 
it seems like the perfect way for Bays and Chariot to make a real difference and help the people of Jeddah. But will it come at too great a cost? Hey. Dun, dun, dun. I like Man 3. You like what? I like Man 3, guys. Saw and Chirup. I'll probably read some of that. Um, so I've got... I'm going to bring up some of the uh, excerpts from the book. Because they've actually got the Sith... Um, the Sith Code. So the Sith Code is now canon. Ah. Uh. So let me uh, pull these up real quick. All right. So that which surrounds us binds us. In our connection to one, all is connected. This is the truth of the Force. No more, no less. Life binds the living. That which rises must fall, and that which falls must rise. From the first breath of the infant to the last breath of the aged, we are one together. From collected poems, prayers, and meditations of the Force, edited by Kozim Pell, Disciple of the Wills. So you can like go through all of these images, and you can see all of the different excerpts. The Force is with me, and I am one with the Force, and I fear nothing because all is as the Force wills it. Um... Let me find the uh, the Sith. Where you see darkness, I see stars. Um, here's the code of the Sith. Peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The Force shall free me. So that's uh, there's a few of the. Uh, Here's the Jedi Code. So the Jedi Code is now officially canon. There is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the Force. So yeah, it's bringing some stuff from the old EU, bringing it back to canon. So Kind of cool. I, I dig it. I think it's cool. That's not Star Wars. It's not. You thought it was going to be a BB-8? I thought it was. Bully. That's all I got. I told you it was a lot. She was a little bit. You've had more, though. Yeah, you um, Yeah. A little bit more. Uh, weekend box office real quick. We didn't go over that. Uh, number one, once again, guess. Baby Boss. No. <laughs> Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious. Fate Still eight. number one. Brought in about another 12, 20 mil. Followed by how to be a, uh, how to be a Latin lover, and then well, third really one. there's nothing out right now. No, too, there's not. So. Well, the circle came out. And that's Tom Hanks. That bombed. That, yeah, bombed. I've heard that bombed. That Big got time. fifth place with a whopping nine million dollars and a horrible Rotten Tomato I, I score. Said, I think I saw somewhere that somebody said uh, it doesn't even know what it's against. Like the whole story, like just doesn't make sense. From but it has Hermione Granger in it. It's kind of funny because Hermione's got two movies out right now, Beauty and the Beast and The Circle, and they're right next to each other. And one has made $480 million, and one has made $9 million. But. How much did it cost, did it say? 18 so, I mean, it's a low budget. I mean, they didn't, yeah, they didn't spend a whole lot of money on it. <laughs> 17 of it was getting Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's the best, though. Yeah. He's I had, mean. He's had some stinkers, though. I mean, lately. He has. Um, 
What's oh, the Da Vinci Code? The last one. In Inferno. Yeah, that was all right. I started it and fell, right. asli- I f- I fell asleep. I fell asleep. Haven't watched it yet. I fell asleep. I fell asleep right middle of it. Um, yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, everybody. You know, you're not perfect. I mean, everybody's entitled. To, I guess a couple, a couple duds. Um. Well, are we done with CFN, gentlemen? Yes. So, um, we're gonna go into the next segment. If everybody's ready, um, this is short and sweet. Oh, you want to? Wait, what are we doing? Uh, we're done oh, with CFN, lethargic right? Phonics. We're going to go into a little lethargic. Sorry, Rick, I knocked your stuff over. Oh, that's just a bad case. Um, you ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, I got three little snippets here. Wait. Those are about the wrong ones. Okay. Uh, and they're all really quick, and they're all really short, so here we go. Be sure to pay attention. Night, night. <laughs> Who's there? Edge. Edge who? Bless you. Rick, <laughs> 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 what the? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I never realized how hard uh, Rick laughed on that one. He laughed at most all of them. He did. That is true. Just the timing was good. Oh, man, this one's not reset. I have to reset this one. Um, Then we'll start with this one, then. Right, C2E2 is April 6th through the 8th. Yes. So, you know, Shannon will see you there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's the funniest thing I said all day. <laughs> that's funny, Rick. Yeah, so that's it for me because I. <laughs> kind of ended up. There we go. Uh, another knock knock joke. Who's there? Kenya. Kenya who? Can you feel the love tonight? Wow. I, I hate to end on that one. Three from Kentucky. But we're going to anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Scalf. Sorry. Can. The, the word was Kenya. Like, it was actually Kenya. Kenya. So you had to say Kenya. I got it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, just, it sounded good. But, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. <laughs> slow down is when I caught it. <laughs> oh, In real goodness. time, it, it came across. Yeah. King. Everything is better slowed <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, it is. My gosh, it's so true in so many ways. <laughs> All right. Well, that means we get to go straight into the uh, main. Wait. Yeah. I Rick. It is. This is the first of the month. Yes. So guess what I have. What do you have, what? Rick? Nerd out to some nerd history. There oh, we go. Man. All right. We're going to get taught. Here's a soundbite. There is no soundbite because I burned my phone. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's like, okay. But I got some uh, cool birth. I just got two birthdays. Actually, three. One is Stevie Wonder because he's awesome. 66. Yeah, always. Yeah. Born in May. Yeah. Have you ever about? seen that guy's house? He, he has either. <laughs> I got yeah. jokes too. <laughs> and uh no and a uh, happy birthday actually tomorrow to Dwayne Johnson the Rock. 
Really? It's the so biggest 44. movie star of 2016. <laughs> yeah, so, man, 17. Probably 17. The last birthday, I'm going to leave it after I tell you this cool the, cool story of a, a Star Trek story that I got. And this this might be cool because Presley's here. But, uh, you know how you know how I am with girls and stuff. I, I'll, I'll be crying right now. I'm already getting emotional. Anyways, <laughs> so Lieutenant Uhura from uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Nich- Nichelle Nichols, right? Yeah. She was about to quit after season one because she didn't like it. She was into theater and all that stuff. So she was uh, she was gonna tell Gene Roddenberry, "Hey, I'm done with Star Trek." And that's Isn't same that Zoe Saldana. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, so she goes to a fundraiser in Beverly Hills, and uh, Gene Roddenberry. You, you guys know Gene Roddenberry. Oh yeah. No, who is who's the creator of Star Trek oh, and all yeah. that? He's Star Trek's George Lucas, mm-hmm. basically. So, Gene Roddenberry is like, hey, you need to meet this person, and uh. She actually met this really important figure in American history, and this guy actually told her to stay because her being a black female was really, really important at that time because she wasn't like she was a black a black woman with a position. She was a lieutenant. Yeah, she was communications officer, so she was super important. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm gonna tell you who this guy is. Okay. In just a second, but this guy actually stayed up just to watch her. You know, the whole family stayed up just to watch her on TV, right? Right. So do you know who who told Nichelle Nichols not to leave Star Trek? Um, You're not going to guess because it's... Bill Cosby. No. <laughs> No, dude, it's like really, really cool. Martin Luther King. Really? Biggest Trekkie. Really? Told her, do not quit Star Trek because of how important she was. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Martin Luther King, there would be no Uhura in season two and three of the original Star Trek. So, I think it's cool having girls and all that stuff. Yeah. And how many many black black women she's inspired. Oh, yeah. It's and cool. non-black women, yeah, because she wasn't. She was actually, you know, she had a position in the show. She wasn't just like there for looks and right. whatever, you know. So, but anyways, so here's my last birthday. Dude, I got like a real bad burp in there that won't come out. I got one last birthday, and some useless trivia about this. May twenty fifth. Guess who who's having a birthday? May twenty fifth. My dad. No. He really is. He is? <laughs> so you're right then. Guess who's having a birthday May 25th? Uh, other than Scalpstead. No. Star Wars A New Hope, episode four. Yeah. So happy birthday, 40 years. There's, uh, They've got the uh, vintage collection out right now for the 40th anniversary. No, they don't because I'm about to leave toys. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one hidden. I got. I need a gunk droid. You have one hidden? Yeah. At Wally? Yep. At Walmart? Do you really? I'm going to run after this. I'm going to unhide it. You disgust me. Yeah. So, all right. So, I'm going to give you some useless trivia so about uh, Star Wars. Okay. Go for it. Since right. it's the birthday. Uh, you guys know those Gillette? Razors? Razors? Yeah. 
the women's one, mm-hmm. the one that's like a little circle. That's what Qui Gon was holding in Episode One, using as a communicator. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool, huh? Hmm. So, okay. uh, you guys know Tarkin. Everybody knows this, but just in case one of our listener doesn't <laughs> know it, uh, Peter Cushing didn't wear boots during uh, yep. the filming of A New Hope. So he was actually wearing house slippers. Mm-hmm. So, which is cool because when they did Rogue One, they CGI'd him with the boots. So, actually, I think that whole scene where they're on the Death Star sitting around the table, I think they didn't have pants on. House slippers, yeah. They had yeah. shorts on. Yeah, the whole that's time. what a lot of the ESPN actually, guys do. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, some like uh, if you uh, Google it on some of the NBA and NCAA stuff, uh, Charles Barkley sometimes does not wear. <laughs> he wears the top part of his suit and not the bottom. That's great. So, but yeah, really I think uh, Peter Cushing said that uh, the boots were just yeah, they're horrible too uncomfortable, not uh, mm. not comfortable. So. So what do you guys think? That's pretty sweet. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That horror story was uh, yeah, love it. Pretty legit, man. Love it. Yeah. So happy fortieth to uh, Star Wars, which yeah, biggest birthday. You. Yeah. All. all right, that's good. Uh, good history. Hey, nerd history there, Rick. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, we'll uh, look forward to that next month. Hey, every month. Every month. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Wow. No pressure. I gotta do my awful impressions sometime this month. Yeah, that'll, that'll come. Yeah, okay. Second or third. <laughs> yeah. Been wearing okay, well, let's uh, let's nice. go ahead and move on to uh, our main event. Yo! And we are going to be doing 2017 yeah. Summer Movie Draft tonight. Uh, let's run through this really quick and explain kind of how this works. What we're going to do is we're going to draft movies similar to like somebody would do in a fantasy football league or a baseball league or a You can also tie league. this to the fact that the NFL draft just happened. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. The NFL draft did just happen, but mostly, <laughs> mostly I heard another podcast do this, and I just thought it was super cool and looked into it. And there's I think it's a great idea. There's several different it? ways of doing this. I mean, it's nothing new. I mean, people have been doing it for a while, centuries, so, centuries. Uh, so we thought we would give it a try. So the object here is that you want to try to to draft a movie that's going to get a large box office. But keeping in mind that how the equation works out is that you take the after the movie has basically simmered down and has stopped bringing in bank, you will take that amount of money that it has made uh, minus the budget, which you know if it's a big movie it's going to you know be two hundred plus mil, or if it's like a little no name movie it might be like five or ten mil. You minus the budget off whatever the gross income is. You then have to divide it by the Rotten Tomato score of how far from 100, meaning that if it has a Rotten Tomato score of, like, say, 90, you only have to divide that other number that you have by 10. And vice versa, if it has a Rotten Tomato of 10, you have to then divide that first number that you had by 90. Wow. So the Rotten Tomato is critical in this game. You can have a movie come away with $200, $300 million, maybe even a billion dollars, uh, if it has a bad Rotten Tomato score, it's going to drop the overall points that it's going to get big time. Uh, an example would be they did um, we did a Age of Extinction that made about one point one bill. That'd be Transformers, about one oh, one point will, one bill, <laughs> and uh, which is a lot of money. Budget was like two hundred fifty million. You still are looking at uh, nine hundred some odd million dollars. But it came away, it had a score of 19, I believe, on Rotten Tomato, which dropped, you have to divide, now by 81, 
and it had about a, I don't know, 17 points is what it came away in this draft. Where if you take another movie that doesn't make quite as much money but has a higher RT, you're going to get 30, 40, 50 points. So there's a fine line here of us. We have to try to make sure that we're going to get a good movie. And the Rotten Tomato is actually an average of the Rotten Tomato between the critics and the user. So we're not just taking one or the other. If the critic is 90 and the user is 95, we'll divide that by, you know, find the mean between the two and go 92 and a half. So that's the equation. Everybody understand? Yeah. Yep. We're good? Yeah. So before we started, we actually gave everybody a number. We're going to actually see what order we what? go in. We did? Yes. Going from my left, Rick is one. Now this is just we're going to see who actually gets an order. But we have uh, to roll okay. dice to see what the oh, order. okay. okay. Because it's critical. I was like, what? The number one is going to be pretty important. Yeah. And if you don't get number yeah. one, actually, probably number four would be even probably better than two or three. But yeah. so we have uh, a dice roller that is going to see what we are. To my left, we're going to start with Rick is number one. Uh, Steve is number two. Scott is number three. I'm number four. And depending on what number comes up first will be who picks first, who picks second, who picks third. And this is if you get number one. Any movie that you want. And this is the snake draft, which means whoever goes first in round one is going to go last in round two. Whoever goes last in round one will go first in round two, just like a standard fantasy league. So here we go. Be patient with me because I don't get it. If you would roll the dice, drum roll, please. Come on, roll two twos. Oh. One. Keep, keep going. <laughs> Did it, was it on one? Yes, it was on one. <laughs> It wasn't one the first time. But it wasn't it, officially. It wasn't officially. It all, was, right, all right, you know what? Do it again. Yeah, re-roll. Re re-roll them both. I need to bust out the affirmative action. Oh, see, it's official. Number two. So Stevie gets the number one pick. Ah! All Wait, right, what? roll again. I thought that was for Rick. No, I'm one. He's one, two, three. Uh -oh. Keep on going. Keep on going. Oh, oh, Stevie gets the... No, keep on going. What's she rolling for? Now, this is the second pick. You are number three. Jacob is the second pick. Keep on rolling. Now, this is between oh, me I and... Keep it. on rolling. This is between me and Rick. And ah. one. Rick is third, which means I am dead last. This is the order in which we're picking. Oh, okay. I'm confused. Just tell me. Yeah, Seriously, just tell you me, didn't understand uh, what, what I was doing? doing? No, I do not understand. All he picks first. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I pick third, so... Yeah. And then I pick last, and then we go back through it like a snake, um, just like a snake. So, Stevie, with your first pick of the draft. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, that's shocking. <laughs> oh, I'll take that one, guys. All right. There we go. Now we go to Jacob. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, oh, you know dog. This ain't even fair, dude. Spidey Homecoming. I need that list. Where's that list? Rick, what is your number one movie? Are Ape, you? Apes. Apes, yep. Um, let's see. So my all my number ones, I'm down to... So I am at Dunkirk. Hmm. Really? She only knows about it. Well, I don't think that's going to be a huge... I think it's going to be a couple million yeah. dollars, but I'm hoping it has a high RT. Yeah. That's what I'm banking on. So, now we're going to start round two. See how, see how quick this goes? Um, and give me a second. Yeah, but Jacob already picked Spider-Man. So <laughs> I mean. Oh. 
Wow. Um, I'm going to go, and again, this is another one that I don't think is going to have huge income, but I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it will have a good Rotten Tomato score, and that is Alien Covenant. So, back to Rick for your number two. Don't care about this movie, but I think it might work out on Pirates. There you go. That's not bad. I think that's going to have – everybody's going to go see it. I yeah. just don't know if – The RT is going to be like yeah. two, but yeah. you never know. That's the whole thing. It might be better than the other ones. The trailer looks promising. Yeah. Jacob, what are you thinking for – Despicable Me 3. Oh. What? You're such a dog. Despicable 3. I was hoping that would drop to me. That would be two round ones for me. <laughs> I'm off to a great start. Man, okay. Is that is that to me then? Yeah. Is Stevie for his second pick? I don't think this one has a great release date, but the track record of the a director is high. I think foreign oh. money will be high. I think I know what this is. King Arthur is going to be my second. Oh, that is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm hoping, but I think I know what you mean there, and I hope that falls <laughs> to me as well. <laughs> but that's that's I yeah I think that's got potential. I mean that story's been told I don't know how many times, and it seems like it always people go they go and see it. So the most anticipated movie in Britain right now. All right, so that's you get a double pick here. Oh yeah. <laughs> now let's see um, one two yeah this is your double pick. Okay. Starting round three. I'm going to go with a dark horse here. No, I want to get this one because I just want to, you know, even if it's bad, I want it to be in mine. And that's going to be Valerian. Valerian, yep. In the city of I, Thousand Planets. I, I knew it. And see, that's, I don't know how well it's going to do in the States, but I bet it kills. I think it'll make tons of foreign money. I don't even know. The thing is, I don't, I think the fans will like it. I don't think the uh, critics will because I think it's going to be out there. But hopefully, oh, it's going to be surprises out there. me. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, if the if the users like it enough, it'll bring yeah. up the critics' score. So I mean, may even it out. So all right. So there's Valerian for Stevie. So Jacob, we're back to you for your third pick. Don't do it. Cars three. No. Man, you're stocking yeah, up on you. toys. Uh, let me scratch that one off too. <laughs> I will share why I think Jacob's strategy will will work I, out well yeah, for me. I, I I know. Now Cars two. Did not have a very good Rotten Tomato, but it did get a lot of bank. So I mean, there you go. It's that was actually gonna be my. Yeah, I gotta. I was o- take that one. <laughs> Are you cheating? No, I'm not. Uh, Rick, we need a number three from you. It's between two, so I'm gonna go ahead, and I'm just gonna go do this. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh, that's just, that's not bad. I that was just, my dark horse. Just throw it in with my Pinterest file, dude. I would if that would have fell to me. That I would have chose that one. I know. I it was either that or the other one. You know, I mean, think about all the other Snyder films. I mean, they yeah, always make good money. They always make bank. If this one comes out and somehow is good, eventually DC is going to get one right here soon. Yeah, maybe they next will. year though. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, I don't. I can't believe I'm going to do this. So this is your third, and then it's your fourth. That's the last round, right? Yes, I got two in a row here. Oh, I can't believe this. Uh, I'm going to have to go with um, the Mummy. Oh gosh, I know, man. (laughs) 
This is where Let's things start. Th- that was my pick. This is, things get that's thin here. And again, I don't know if that's going to be the last couple Tom Cruise movies have not made a lot of money. Just look at Jack Reacher too. Um, I got one more though. And yeah, you do. It's your turn. Wait, I got my double no, pick no, here. Oh, I, I thought I got one I that's going to be like a surprise. Double. And I hope I'm down to almost nothing. And I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, this is gonna be something I did not think I was gonna do, but I'm grabbing the last Transformers. Oh, because maybe it'll be a fifty. It will make tons. Maybe it'll be a fifty. It'll make money. It'll make tons of money. So, Transformers is my last. The last night. So it doesn't matter if we don't go watch it, all right? <laughs> no. So Rick, what is your fourth and don't final pick? Be upset, but. The Rock's in it, and I'm not gonna watch it. So yep. chances are it's gonna make a little bit of cash. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Watch. Yeah, that I had that down as my r- around four. Yeah. yeah, if I had to take it, it's I was gonna take list. it. So he's going with Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch. I thought the mommy nobody was gonna pick that. Oh man, that was oh, I wanted that one. I think it has some my sleeper turn. potential. It is to scowl for your fourth and final pick. All eyes on me. What? It's a good one. Yeah, I know. It's a good one. Really? That's going to make money. Yeah, I knew it. I should What is money. that? Tupac. 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 Oh, biopic. yeah. You're, it you're will right. make at least $100 million, I guarantee it. Yeah, and it being a biopic, it'll yeah. probably have <laughs> high ratings. Yep. Uh, Stevie, what is your fourth and final pick? Uh, this is uh, the only one left on my board here, uh, my draft board. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Captain Underpants is going to be my fourth pick. <laughs> I that was thinking I about that one as well. I have it marked as my yeah. a possible round four if I had to take it. Honestly, right before my round three is when I saw Cars 3. I was like, oh, crap. I got to put that on there. All right, so let's just recap really quick. Um, Stevie went first in this and grabbed pretty much the, you know, probably the number one movie this summer, which would be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, that's going to make some serious points yeah. in this game. Um he followed that up with King Arthur, uh, Valerian, the City of Lost... Wait, City, City of, of a Thousand, thousand planets. planets. And then uh, his dark horse being Captain Underpants, that that one could... You never know. That's kind of like that Diary of the Wimpy Kid yeah. movies. I mean, you know, families are going to go see that. Uh, Jacob started off with Spidey Homecoming, which is... that's That might be that might be two. I don't know. Um, that might be one. I don't think it'll outdo Guardians. I don't think it'll outdo Guardians. But it's going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be huge. It'll make tons of foreign bank, too. Yeah. Uh, he followed that up with Despicable Me 3, uh, Cars 3, back-to-back uh, CGI, Kids Flicks, which they're both going to crush. Um, and then ended it up with a nice family movie about uh, a rapper that's been shot. Um, all eyes on me. Um, that's That's a strong, that's a good group. I mean, both of those really good. Rick, you um, suspiciously or <laughs> unexpectedly took the Apes movie. I was movie. expecting you to take Despicable Movie Yeah, 3. that's what I thought. Nah. That that was my I round know, one. I, you took it before I... Uh, no, I didn't. It's probably going to be one of the top three... I uh, knew you were going to pick Apes just for the fact that domestically. you're I an love, ape guy. Uh, I you, love You picked apes. apes, followed it with Pirates, followed it with Wonder Woman, followed it with Baywatch. Um, for me, it was a toss-up between All Eyes on Me and Baywatch, and he took Baywatch. So that's now, Pirates might be a surprise. It might. It be. could be. Yeah. You know We've it's going to make money. We've had one in a while, and it's, it's got make some money. of the originals back. Yeah. It has good cast. And early, I, I read this somewhere, they're saying that it's it's going back to like episode one and two, that it doesn't resemble three and four at all. Three being kind of 
convol- I mean, they, yeah, the story just, got yeah. really complicated and Real, crazy. Yeah. Uh, four was just r- kind of just weird in a lot of ways. Um, anyway, I think I think it's gonna be decent. Uh, and then I started off with Dunkirk, uh, followed up with Alien, uh, The Mummy, and Transformers: The Last The Last Night. I there's a couple on there that I don't know. So basically, we're gonna wait till sometime in August mm. when all these movies have simmered down. We'll then do our little equation, figure out what the uh, points for each movie is, total them up, and we will have a winner. At which time we will award that winner with something, uh, or maybe maybe we'll just make the loser do something, or maybe both. First place will get something, and last place will have to do something. Um, but going through this list, guys, I mean, now that we're kind of like looking at the summer movies, anything stand out to you that? could possibly be asleep or something that we didn't didn't really talk about well three idiots <laughs> don't you mean four idiots that's <laughs> the name of that's it. what should be oh. our podcast yeah four <laughs> idiots um the uh anybody see anything for the 47 meters down no I watched no. the preview yeah I was reading that. a little bit uh Mandy Moore yeah they're uh they're in a shark cage that gets cut loose from the oh goes down in with great whites yeah. and they're trapped basically 47 minutes. I'm down. interested in this enter the warriors warriors gate. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so which one's that, Scalf? It is enter the warriors gate. <laughs> okay, I don't have it on my <laughs> list, so uh I will tell you there's another one that I had on my list as a possible round four, but I didn't want to take it because I don't think it'll do very good. But Baby Driver. Has yeah. anybody seen yeah. it? No, I haven't seen it. That's Edgar Wright's next. Yes. The whole – it's an interesting concept being that basically – well, number one, it's kind of like a heist flick. Like he's he's done those before. But the driver that's the uh, the main drive guy for the this heist, he's got a, a running um, – what do you want to call it? Basically, like a playlist going throughout oh. the entire movie. Comes out this week. What does? Enter the Warrior's Gate. That sounds like Asian. It is. Oh, okay. Then I'm not racist. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. So, um, let me find a synopsis. Epic fantasy adventure meets martial arts action in this thrilling film written by Luke Besson and Robert Mark Kamen. <clears throat> Luke Besson, huh? After a mysterious chest opens a gateway through time, teen gamer Jack is transported to an ancient empire terrorized by a cruel barbarian played by Dave Batista. Jack will need all of his gaming skills as he battles to defeat the barbarian, protect a beautiful princess, and somehow find his way back home. Really? Hmm. Could be. Uh, Rick, what do you think about there's a little uh, PG-13 horror flick coming out in June called It Comes at Night? You seen the previews of that? Or Amityville, The Awakening? No. Those look like... (laughs) Not interested. Not interested? No. I'm really interested in Dunkirk. I I am too. That would have been my... Yeah. Shannon stole that one. What? It's my... I had that in round one. Yeah. My four round ones were Planet of the Apes, Dunkirk, Spider-Man... You, you can bet on uh, what's the what's the uh, director's name? I um, <laughs> what is it? What? The, director the director. I know. 
Why, why is it not? Well, yeah, no, why is it not in my brain? Christopher right Nolan. Now? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Good it, his track record is so good. It is. Interstellar did. It was like seventies. Like, yeah, but still, it lost a lot of credit. Yeah, but like even as like a low one for him. Yeah, that is one of his lows. I mean, a lot it's of his just others. like a Marvel movie right now has such a phenomenal track record. Yeah. Um, that it's, I mean, with sixty six percent being the lowest mm-hmm. out of what fourteen films, yeah. you can pretty much bank. I mean, they're 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 going to get one wrong here. I mean, you know, just soon because I mean you can't have that. You know, yeah. but. You can you know count on it's gonna make money and it's gonna be yeah and people will will like it like cartoon movies I think are are the same thing you see so many movies like Baby Boss or Bob, Boss Baby whatever it's called <laughs> make tons of money yep so I mean you know that's and why yet, I, 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 why didn't you go for the emoji movie for your th- fourth and last <laughs> one because I wanted all eyes on me oh, okay that's why I think Scalp uh, might might have the winning ticket here he, he may have the most consistent yeah. I don't think the emoji movie is going to do very well. No. I don't think so either. Well, who knows? Though? But you know what? I would have swore the baby was boss was going to stink. Emoji movie was originally going to be in August, but they switched it with Dark Tower. Yeah, and that makes sense. You know, so yeah. And there's another movie on June 16th that I'll probably watch before Cars 3, which I will not watch. Uh, and that is The Book of Henry. Oh yeah, comes out on June 16th. My, I, I don't think it'll make any is, money. What is but that? Again? That's Colin Trevorrow's film. That uh, Na- Naomi Watts is in it. I mean, yeah. looks really cool. It's hard to hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you, if you watch the trailer, watch trailer, you'll get it. But I, I have it down. It comes out in limited release on June sixteenth. When's its official? I don't know. Yeah, I I have the the same thing. So it'll be out sometime this summer, probably, but maybe limited on the sixteenth. Um, let's see another one that um, you know, Goldie Hawn is actually in a movie this summer. The Who? one uh, Goldie Hawn, you, yeah. you probably don't know who that is. And I think w- probably the worst month to release a movie with yeah with with Amy Schumer. Yeah, so it's it's a Schumer flick, and um, but I don't think she's been in a movie for like she's been Schumer like twenty uh, years. I don't think she's that funny. Amy who, Schumer? Am I the only one? Like, I, I I'm not yeah, a, a I real big fan. I don't care about her. I just don't see. I love I Goldie. Like her Goldie Hawn. Yeah. I was watching the trailer for. What was it? Snatched? Is that what she yeah, was that's name? That's name. And I'm just like, why? What? She yeah, she Those doesn't are rise just up. Generic jokes. She doesn't rise up to like the the Kristen Wiig or uh, what's her face that my wife loves. It almost uh, seems like she's trying too big hard. <laughs> big lady. Um, uh, what's her uh, from Goldsbusters? Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> Gosh, I see how horrible I yeah. am names right now. Um. Oh Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> like those, I mean, even, you know, even when they're in like bad movies, they're, they're still it's, uh, yeah. really funny. Yep. But I've not seen Amy Schumer be like that yet. Yeah, I don't. Hey, what about Atomic Blonde? I, I don't know anything about it, but. No, neither do I. Assassin movies Assassin are movie. huge this year. I mean, oh. July 28th. She annoys me. Char- Charlize, yeah. Oh, it's Charlize. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, what do you, you guys see the previews for the the house, the next uh, Will Ferrell? Yes, comedy. And Amy Poehler. Yeah, I I want so bad to want to want to like it, but I I don't know. It doesn't. The movie I'm looking most forward to with him is his Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock movie. Holmes. Yeah. About the time that I'm almost ready to, and you know, why do comedy? 
all comics have this rise and fall. Yeah. It's yeah, almost impossible for a comic to stay. I mean, you saw Jim Carrey do it. You saw Sandler. Sandler do it. He was huge, and now he's. I mean, huge. still huge. Huge. Um, and and now I think Farrell is into that. I mean, yeah. he's now slipping. I mean, now you'd almost say that. Oh, um, John C. Riley might be a higher movie star than than I, I don't know. Um, Riley's great though. No, he's John C. Riley. Like he's good in Kong. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he's really good in Kong. Um, he can play serious roles. Um, anyway, yeah, that'll be good. Is that come out this year? When's that come out? Is that Christmas? Uh, what the Sherlock? I I don't know, but just just the whole idea of it to me is really really funny. Those two guys, yeah, anything they do. Oh my! Because I know that they've been talking about, or not they, the internet's been talking about a um, Step Brothers too, which, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, is there any more? Uh, is there any more movies here that we want to talk about? Alien Covenant. Well, yeah, I got that. Did you get that? I got that. Pretty pretty excited about that. Which, by the way, I did uh, order the Alien Anthology. Oh, which, by the way, Scalf, I showed you that earlier. Mm-hmm. I was going to $24.99 off Amazon. Really? All four films, Blu-ray discs, uh, both theatrical and then the director's, director's cut. And then it comes with two behind-the-scenes uh, Blu-rays. About 50 hours worth, uh, worth of footage. Uh, all for the uh, low, low, low price of twenty four ninety five. I would get that, but I already own the two best ones. <laughs> See, so do I. But I went ahead and got that anyway. Just okay, okay. Because well, actually, you've got them on Blu ray. I just had them on twenty five dollars. Is a bad though for four movies for and all that what? content. Yeah. Alien anthology. Here, you got. I, I don't own about? any of them right right now. I I need to own at least a. Uh, it's a nice. <laughs> it's a nice little. Do you bring that just to show people? See, but there's only two that I include that are still supposed to be in there. I wish they would ignore it. It's true. I mean, there's two films that are great, two films that are a huge disappointment. Wait, wait. uh, We're not even going to bring up Alien vs. No, those (laughs) are not even in there. No, they don't even include (laughs) that. It's all right. Pick a random rapper and put him in a movie. But there was a... It comes with a little booklet that you can read about it. I mean, three wasn't bad, but compared to one and two... One and two are just great. And uh, I mean, I, I think Prometheus is better than three or four. And, you know, to me, it's just one, two, and Prometheus. It's really four good. in there. <laughs> yes. Four's in here. So how come... Uh, you guys might know this. Why, why did James Cameron direct the second one? Why didn't uh, Ridley Scott direct the second one? Ridley Scott's for the longest time he wasn't real big into sequels. Right. Mm. It wasn't until later on in his, you know, I think I I think uh, one of the first ones he thought about doing was Gladiator Two. Oh, okay. In fact, there's a script. I was gonna say, yeah, I was just for say that. But for a long time, he he's wanted to do, you know. I think I've heard it takes place in the afterlife. Well, I mean, except for, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. He's. He um, was commissioned to by the gods to uh, go back and try to destroy a little upstart group of people called Christianity. <laughs> That's what the I mean seriously. Oh, is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, yeah. He was he was being commissioned to go back and destroy huh. uh, Christians. Because, yeah, I mean if you know Ridley Scott's not he's not yeah. the biggest uh, believer. No, 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 no. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
Well, are we done with the uh, movies, ladies and gentlemen? Mostly just gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Yeah. Yeah, I have too. I love it. This what summer, happens. I mean, we got we got at least 12, 15 films here that are. Oh yeah, two of mine will be. I'll have a good idea here in May. Man, yeah. There's some good ones. I won't get to know my first. Well, most of mine aren't even in. I don't even think I have any in May, do I? Uh, it don't look like it. Nope. So we'll uh, we'll keep we'll keep tabs on that, and like I said, we'll come back in August and we'll see who the uh, overall winner is. So let's uh, let's wrap that up, and move on to our next segment that we like to call "Bring the Jokes." Bring and, the jokes. Um, what? Yeah. It's this is not a requirement from everybody, but I mean, it, you know, just whatever you can find off the internet. It doesn't have to. Be. That's somewhat clean. And uh, thank you, Scal. And um, so, I got one. I'm gonna start off with. Everybody ready? Yeah. All right. Now don't yeah. don't overthink this one. And actually, I got it. Oh, believe me, I won't. Some of these, some of these, you're gonna have to think about. But this one, don't think about too much. So, who is the opposite of Christopher Reeves? Rick, we haven't even Rick started yet. Rick's already going. <laughs> Christopher Walken. All right. Wow. All right. Wow. That's, that's that, that, was, that was not bad. That was not wow. bad. Wow. Hey, guys. Yes, Steve. <laughs> uh, I won't do that one. <laughs> a man walks into a bar, except it was a metal bar like a pole, so he got hurt. We said that one already. <laughs> no, it, it, it was a little different. This song, A, different page. Are you, are you going hey, back to your... I'll just go and do another one. Hey, ask me... If I'm a tree. Are you a tree? No. <laughs> <laughs> Skelton, you knock knock jokes for you? So knock knock. Who's there? Art. R2. R2D2. Wow. Uh, not very good. Hey, um, what's ET short for? Because he's only got those little legs. <laughs> you get it? Oh, I got you it. Get, okay. Hey, roses are gray. Violets are gray. I'm a dog. <laughs> um, knock knock. Who's there? Yoda. Yoda oh, wait, who? Did I do this one? Yoda lay he who? Yeah. yeah, you might have done that one. Knock knock. Who's there? Ewok. Ewok who? Ewok the door wet me in. <laughs> Ewok the door. <laughs> um, this is not so much a joke; it's just kind of like a pun. But um, uh, I'd like to see this kind of like on the side of um. They're building, but atheism, it's a non-profit organization. <laughs> I thought that was cool. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, haikus are easy, but sometimes they don't make sense. Refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Work that one out later. <laughs> Work that one. Uh, scalp. No? I don't have any. Okay. All right. What's, uh, what's orange and sounds like a parrot? What? A carrot. <laughs> Come on. I like that one. Uh, that's a good one. Why is Yoda such a good gardener? Why? Why? Because he has a green thumb. Oh, gosh. And why can't you count on, his, on him to pick up the tab? Why? Because he's always a little short. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey. What did Grandma give little Ben for a Christmas? What? Nothing. She died on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Hey. <laughs> how do you keep three idiots in suspense? How? how? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that was like your knock-knock one from last week, Scalp. That's a good one. That's a good one. Jabba the Hutt is fat. How fat is he? he? So fat, Obi-Wan took a closer look and said, that's no moon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh, man. All right, I got a Batman one here. This one. Okay. You ready? You ready? I'm going to lose listeners with this one. I I don't think so. Um, What do you call it when Batman skips church? What? Christian Bale. (laughs) (laughs) You get it? I get it. I love that one. Hey, what do you call a white guy surrounded by five black guys? What? <laughs> a family friend paying a visit. You call this guy? Two Jawas walk under a bar. Because <laughs> they're little. Because <laughs> they're <laughs> 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 All right. So you got two whales. We're doing bars here. So two whales walk into a bar. <laughs> the first whale says... <laughs> the next whale says, Shut up, Carl, you're drunk. <laughs> hey, what's funnier than this joke? What? Women's rights. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! I, I, it's an anti joke, not meant to be funny or correct. It's <laughs> wow, that's wrong. <laughs> We went from so, zero women listeners to so zero. So direct women. all the emails to Steve <laughs> at Nerd Outcast. My wife approved of that one. She laughed oh for goodness. a long time. Hey, uh, my granddad has the heart of a lion <laughs> and a lifetime ban at the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that one's going to get like a PETA mad, so we're both in that's, bad trouble. That's, that's kind of true, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, well, let's offend these guys too. Hey, I asked my North Korean friends how it was there. He said uh, he couldn't. Exp- oh. <laughs> it's wait, right. wait, wait, no, wait! I do it all the time. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> the the punchline was that he said he couldn't complain. So anyway, <laughs> anybody else? I got a racist joke. Oh jeez. No. <laughs> I already have to. No, you- no, I don't. It's not bad. Well, it's a question. It can't be worse right. than Stevie's. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. That's why I say, well, if he said that one, I can say mine. What do you, if you have a Puerto Rican and a black in a car, who's driving? The cop. Oh. <laughs> I love that joke. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man, I don't think I can do this. What do you call a magic dog? And he does it. <laughs> what? Uh, a labracadabrador. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one was tough. Hey, a horse. <laughs> a horse walks into a bar. The bartender says, "Why the long face?" The horse says, "I have cancer." <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! What's uh, the labracadabrador? <laughs> this one's oh, okay. Feel free to pause the podcast or skip forward 10 okay. seconds okay Rose, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, man. even with the warning oh. <coughs> no. Just do I, it. I do have one here that I'm not going to read roses are red violets are blue no one cares because you're adopted 
<laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. Uh, man, yeah, see. <laughs> That's that's kind of like the same reason why orphans don't play baseball. Why? Because they can't find home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to edit. You're gonna have to edit that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's great. Oh, All right, start from here. Three, two, one. Here. Hey, last night me and my wife watched three movies back to back. Luckily, I was the one facing the TV. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Really? What's the what? what what do you call a magic dog? Uh, a labracadabra door. <laughs> Labrador. A labracadabra door. Oh, okay. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah, so anyway. Woo. Yeah. I better stop going behind. Yeah. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Another uh bring the jokes, which is just kind of a barrage of oh offensive. <laughs> And I still, I got one. I'm gonna tear. Uh, I'll tell it off the, off the air. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I should have told a few of mine off the air. But anyway, that's a, uh, that's what we have there. So, uh, you guys have any randomness for this week? Yeah, I do. I do. One last. Uh, I do. Did I not bring my? You didn't bring your randomness. Oh, you I'm better. Such an idiot. Did Look it up real quick. <coughs> um. Yeah, what do you got, Rick? Little randomness here. Little randomness. Uh, don't forget the. If, for those of you who have kids, uh, Regal does the summer movies. Yes. So they're all PG. Cool. And some are G. So they're doing. Uh, they're for a dollar. Did I say that already? <coughs> summer movies for a dollar. Regal. Uh, Lego Batman. Storks. Happy Feet 2, SpongeBob, Kubo, Sing, Secret Life of Pets. Which, uh, by the way, Kubo, really good. I that good? That's on Netflix, I and I finally got to catch it. I thought it was really good. Uh, well, uh, Kung Fu Panda 3, Trolls, which is one of my all-time favorite cartoon movies. Yeah, that's that's weird. Um, Rio 2, haven't seen it. Monster Trucks, I tried watching it with the kids. Yeah. That movie was so lame. It's not even funny. Not even funny. Like it, it was like really, really bad. So don't watch it. How bad was it? It was really bad. Oh, okay. Don't watch it. So you can go check those out with your kids for a buck at yeah. Regal. Or for free on Netflix. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I went to. Th- I did the summer <laughs> movie thing a They're couple great. times. Yeah. That's all I got. Cool. All right. I have one here. I I say for randomness. Uh, the headline goes. The robotic brain surgeon will see you now. Okay. This drill that has been designed, scientists have revealed a robotic drill that can cut the most sensitive brain surgery down from two hours to two and a half minutes. The machine developed by the University of Utah is being held as a potential breakthrough in survival for brain patients as the reduced time they spend in surgery will drastically cut the chances of infection. Two and a half minutes? Yep. Yep, it can make one type of complex cranial uh, surgery fifty times faster than standard procedures. That see, it's robots, yeah. robots. That's it for me. Huh. It's um, what's that one robot that does um? It's it's called 
not Lazarus, but no, Maddox Roy. No, it, it's got Star like Wars? a biblical name to it. No, I mean right now, <laughs> it does uh, like prostate surgeries and stuff. I work with a guy that he actually went up and had cancer removed with that. Oh, it's not Lazarus, but it's it does have like a biblical name. They call it um, <laughs> not the Moses robot. Um, something. Anyway. Yeah, good story, Shannon. Um, <laughs> that's I'm fascinated. Scalf, you got any uh, randomness? Yeah. So have you guys heard about this little thing called Adhar? Adhar? In India. No. I think, so, I think that's one of my customers out on the line. <laughs> Adhar. So basically it is... It. Is what? <laughs> you still got the joke. <laughs> it took a second. So basically it is a... Adhar number is a 12-digit random number issued by the Indian Authority to the residents of India after satisfying the verification process laid down by the authority. Any individual, irrespective of age and gender, who is a resident of India may voluntarily enroll to obtain Adhar number. person willing to enroll has to provide minimal demographic and biometric information during the enrollment process, which is totally free of cost. An individual needs to enroll for Adhar only once, and after deduplication, only <coughs> one Adhar shall be generated. As the uniqueness is achieved through the process of demographic and biometric deduplication. So the demographic information they take is your name, date of birth, verified, or age declared, gender, address, mobile number is optional, and email ID is optional. Biometric information they take is 10 fingerprints, 2 iris scans, and facial photograph. Adhar number is verifiable in an online cost-effective way. It is unique and robust enough to eliminate duplicates and fake identities and may be used as a basis slash primary identifier to rule out several government welfare schemes and programs for effective service delivery, thereby promoting transparency and good governance. This is the only program of its kind globally wherein a state-of-the-art digital and online ID is being provided free of cost at such a large scale to people and has the potential to change the way service delivery functions in the country. Adhar number is devoid of any intelligence and does not profile people based on caste, religion, income, health, and geography. The Adhar number is a proof of identity, however, it does not confer any right of citizenship or domicile in respect of an Adhar number holder. Adhar is a strategic policy tool for social and financial inclusion, public sector delivery reforms, managing fiscal budgets, increase convenience, and promote hassle-free people-centric governance. Adhar can be used as a permanent financial address and facilitates financial inclusion of the underprivileged and weaker sections of the society and is therefore a tool of distributive justice and equality. The Adhar identity platform is one of the key pillars of the digital India, wherein every resident of the country is provided with a unique identity. The Adhar program has already achieved several milestones and is by far the largest biometrics-based identification system in the world. Adhar Identity Platform, with its inherent features of uniqueness, authentication, financial address, and eKYC, enables the government of India to directly reach residents of the country 
and delivery of various subsidies, benefits, and services by use by using the resident's Aadhaar number only. So. So. <laughs> you want to talk about that? I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Well, I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, what about you, Steve? It's interesting. It's very, yeah. It's ba- I mean, it's basically a whole registry mm-hmm. of every person in the whoever takes Adhar. Yes. And they're saying you have to take it or not get it's benefits from the government? It's obligatory right now, yeah. Well, sure, right now. Right now, it's, you know. Hmm. Seems like it's I've not heard this story before. Yeah, it seems like it's been said that it would happen long time ago. Maybe it's in a book or yeah. something? Might be some... Uh, yeah, some ancient book. Yeah, like written like by a guy named John. Like, yeah, stuck in with like sixty six other yeah. books. Yeah, <laughs> or sixty five other books. Stood the test of time. Yeah, and scrutiny. Rhymes with Schmeibel. Yeah, <laughs> Schmeibel. Something like that. Huh? Why well, do I see now? I don't even want to do mine. Well, Scalfy kind of. I kind of what? I don't want to talk about mine now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, before the age that we're living in, the time that we're living in, people were like, well, you know, I mean, we might as well just get into it. The stuff that happens in Revelation can never happen. It's never going to happen. But, I mean, we're seeing sure. some of it happening right now, you know. The technology The fact exists. that they have this identification process is just one step closer to, you know, mm-hmm. what the Antichrist is yeah. going to use. Yep. We're going to all be marked around the forehead <laughs> with a barcode. No, we won't. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't say anything about there being a mark on a person. It's a card that you get, <coughs> and that card can be used as identification purposes. And then they're so. going to slide it underneath the skin of the back of your hand. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. it's, it's, going. it's going. Mm-hmm. It's going that way. Of the right hand? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, good story, Scalf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, anybody know about the, uh, the blood falls <laughs> in Antarctica? No. I've actually never wow. knew about this. Um, it's been around since 1911 when it was discovered by some people. But anyway, there's a there's a a blood waterfall in Antarctica, Antarctica that has been kind of a mystery for years, and they've now kind of think they've explained it. Hmm. Still makes it a little creepy. Number one, it's a flowing waterfall in sub zero temperatures, which is kind of rare. And the other thing is that it's kind of like a bright red. Um, at this point, they're basically saying that. Uh, the blood red color comes from the iron and the salt, which then reacts with the oxygen in the landscape, turning the uh, color the red, kind of like leaving a piece of iron outside that rusts in a rainstorm. Um, still doesn't discover why the thing is actually flowing in sub-zero temperatures. Uh, that has something to do with the... Um, energy expanding from the freezing process does itself release some heat, enabling the salt water to stay liquid. This uh, facilitates the movement of the liquid, and then the end product would be the blood falls. For this reason, 
The Tyler Glacier now holds the distinction of being the coldest known glacier with a flowing waterfall hmm. on it. Um, of course, this waterfall, like I said earlier, was discovered in 1911 and has been a site for curious people people for many, many years, and I, I've never, ever seen it. But wow. there's kind of a picture of it for everybody. looks kind of gross. Um, it's kind of cool. But though. I guess it's been doing that for well over 100 years now. And so there you go. I don't know why it took so long for them to kind of explain that, but... That's really cool. That's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's some weird randomness. That's cool. So Yeah, it's really neat. Are we done? Yeah. Are, are random... What? Some useless trivia. You know... George Lucas's uh, least favorite Star Wars movie is what? Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Yeah. yeah, that's like my favorite one. He admitted to that. Depending on my mood. Huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Lando was supposed to be a clone. Originally. And he wasn't. Are we what? sure about B- that? Billy D. Yeah. Billy, Billy D. Did anybody ever see Billy D stand up at Celebration? Seems like I always saw him sitting down. He walked on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I saw like like more people would come out, people would stand up, you know, and clap, and he would. I think he was just too down. chill. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> it's Billy probably. D. Yeah. He can. Billy yeah. <clears throat> he can do that. Was he wearing a cape? I couldn't Works tell. Every time. Yeah, blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Randomness is now closed. Uh, let's move on to the last final last segment of the night. And, of course, that would be none other than the segment that we like to call. Siebel Truth Time. Oh, I always love Siebel Truth. following that uh, intro. Um, Gets easier every yeah, week. It fits you. I mean, it does. It does. That's what I sound like. Um, I'm going to ask a question here and, and, and hopefully get some response because this, this, what we're going to talk about tonight is just more response. I mean, it, it's, it's probably not going to take long, but, you know, we're – Approaching the start of the summer movie season in the last few years, those have usually been marked by a superhero film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we know, Marvel's 14 films in, uh, not including the one getting ready to come out, made tons of money, <coughs> liked by, by critics, and mostly, for the most part, fans alike. So I'm throwing this uh, uh, qu- uh, question out there. Because, you know, the debate is eventually it's going to go the way of the Western, which is very uh, possible. Um, why do you think superhero stories resonate with people so well? Because we know at this point it's beyond fanboys. Yep. Because yeah. fanboys alone can't carry films unless it's Star Wars. Because, you know, it's, I mean, it, but, you know, because. I mean, comics were huge, but for a long time it was like, I mean, it was a segment of people, but not a huge, huge thing. 
So why do you think now superhero stories resonate so much w- with uh, people? I think there's a few things. I think one is uh, the fact that it's an escape from reality. Um, and another thing I think is in general these are some troubling times for people Mm -hmm. and so they like to see you know it's kind of the Robin Hood thing they want to see a savior, a person rescue people from doom and destruction so they want to believe in a some uh, a power that they can't understand. Are they searching for that. I think deep down humanity does seek that. They just don't realize it. Yeah. I mean, whether you're a Christian or not, you know, you see Iron Man, and there's like hope there. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, baby, Tony. I mean, you know, when you're in that movie watching it, so like, hey, I have hope that Iron Man is gonna come in and save and you know, so and so and. And you know, every time that the hero saves the day, everybody cheers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, people do like the good guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's an interesting thing to uh, think about because for the uh, longest time, nobody thought that these would ever work. You know, I mean, up until technology, you know, got it there were very few success stories other than like Superman 1977. You know, I mean, yeah. James Wan, the director of, of Aquaman was asked the same question because everybody gets, you know, if you're directing a film like that, you know, or helping uh, create one, you get asked that question. Why are these things so uh, popular at the moment? And this is his quote. He says, I think a big part of it is because we're finally at the point where we can actually tell these larger than life stories and have the technology to make them work. That's one one factor that we can uh, create these these uh, whiz bang uh, visuals to go through the story, and ultimately superheroes say a lot about the society we grow up in. Pretty much all the good superheroes have some kind of social uh, commentary about why they are uh, who they are. It teaches values, and so it's a very important thing. On one hand, it works on a surface level because it's super incredible to watch from a, a, a visual feast uh, standpoint. But on another level, it works on a very human level. Um, and he says, you know, it works on a very uh, human, emotional level, and I think it makes it fun for us. So I thought that was a very interesting quote. You know, he brings out the t- technology aspects. Um, you know, he says, uh, "Good, good superheroes say a lot about the society we grow up in, and pretty much all good superheroes have a, have some kind of social uh, commentary, and it teaches values." Mm-hmm. And, and I think for the most part, he, he's right. So when I was uh, uh, thinking about this, I thought of uh, when I think of the stories that I latch onto. You know, why are they they such a big deal for me? Why? And, and this came to my mind because my wife brought up to me the other day when we got back from C2E2 now when we first got married this stuff wasn't a big deal to me so and I thought well when we first got married you know Star Wars was in the air but you did not have X-Men 1 which started this whole Mm -hmm. bunch of films now I never in my wildest dreams thought I would see a really good depiction of of Spider-Man on screen you know never 
ever would I expect to see Thor made into a halfway serious movie that is cool or Iron Man work. You know, so all these, you know, and I remember going to the Hooks uh, drugstore in Mitchell um, when I was a little kid. And, you know, not to get in a whole bunch of family stuff, but, you know, my family didn't always operate the way, you know, uh, you know that, that that family should. So sometimes I would just walk. It was just like, like half a block away, and I'd walk to the uh, drugstore, and I'd walk in. I'd go straight to the comic book section, and I would sit down, and I'd just start pulling those off the shelf. So for me, those were a release. Those were an escape. And so I thought about that, and, you know, and everything that, that everybody said is right. Uh, troubling times, you know, in all these things, everybody is going through so much stuff that they would like to think there's something beyond what they are uh, going through, that, that, that they could believe in or hope in something that's different than their uh, reality. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ones that really gravitates to me is Superman. Although I'm a huge Marvel guy and Spider-Man's my favorite, Superman was the one that I dressed up like when I was little, you know. Um, and so I thought I would try to uh, tell his story a little bit just to see maybe there's even more to this resonating uh, story here. So first, if you didn't know, let me just do a tiny little bit of the origin. Um, I think, you know, most people listening knows of the story, but he was created by um, Seigel and, and uh, Schuster, or Siegel and Schuster, um, two Jewish men, the early 1930s. Um, they first created m- multiple uh, characters of Superman. The first was a villain with telepathic powers, published in a, a short story called The Reign of Superman. A later, in 1934, with Russell Keaton, has a Superman that is a metahuman sent back in time as an infant where he is found and raised by Sam and Molly. Yet another version, which was unpublished, was a crime fighter without any uh, superhuman abilities. And then, um, and it later became another creation there called uh, creation of theirs called Slam uh, Bradley. But here's, and this is the first thing that I want you to l- latch on to here. So, I, how did it come to the the Superman that we know? And so here's what they said: they felt that a virtuous a character originating from Earth to possess superhuman powers would make the character and story seem less serious, inviting comparisons to humorous strongmen like Popeye. So they decided to make the third version a visitor from an, uh, another planet. I think that's it. Okay, now now let me take you through some of this other stuff, okay? Okay. Siegel and Schuster were both Jewish. Writing this character during the Depression... Okay. So talk about a troubling time. Mm-hmm, okay, yeah. a lot of people struggling. Sure. So let's go through uh, Superman for a second, and, and hopefully these hit you like it did me. So Superman is not from here, right? right. In essence, an alien sent by his father <coughs> to save Earth. Mm-hmm. When he comes down to Earth, he is raised by two parents who originally had the names Mary and Joseph. Huh. Let's just throw really? it out there. Yeah. When he becomes of age, he travels to the Arctic wilderness to commune with his father. He begins his public mission at the age of 30, and that mission being to fight for truth and justice. Who does that parallel? Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Now, them being Jews, they did not base it off that. Right. 
but you know they use Samson and Moses, but still those are as Christians we know those uh, f- uh, you know uh, foreshadow Christ. But um, I think you know when it comes to the these uh, I mean the similarities are unbelievable. You know I mean that's why and even um, Brian Singer when he made the two thousand six Batman return not Batman Returns uh, yeah uh, Superman Returns. He he, being an atheist, a professed a, a atheist, he he said in an interview that you cannot make Superman without the the and make it right without the biblical aspects. So go back and watch that movie. It might not be your favorite, but go back and you'll see exactly the the parallels between a Superman mm-hmm. and, and and Christ. And and some interviews he he admitted it has to be in there for it to be the the real story. Okay, so. Let me go to something else here, and and hopefully I can get this all to uh, come together in a nice uh, 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 landing area. But Stephen Skelton is a uh, um, guy who wrote a book. I forgot, the, but it's the Gospel According to uh, Superman. You know, I mean, um, so you know, a a Christian guy. So he he wrote this in an in interview. He he said after watching Superman Returns back in two thousand six, Skelton. A Stephen a Skelton talked with a non-Christian uh, friend about the movie. He said, "I can't stop uh, 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 thinking about it. Do you know what what movie spoke more to me about Jesus than the uh, Passion of the Christ? And the reason that this was is because the Passion of the Christ was a straightforward uh, presentation. It was obviously about Jesus Christ, and so it was easily dismissed by n- n- a n- non-believer." What Skelton gleaned from that uh, conversation with this guy was the incredible power of film. And this is what he said, and I find this really cool. He said, it spoke to his heart before he realized what it was saying. It spoke to him about the one true Savior before he could reject that he needs one to to begin with. So he was talking to an atheist about, you know, this. And that was the, uh, you know, this guy is pointing out these things and why he liked this movie for this reason and he came up with it. The movie was speaking to him things that he, you know, to the depths of who he was, without you know really even knowing, you know, what it was saying. So it felt right to him, but yet the connections weren't made. That was to this even a uh, 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 deeper meaning. Huh. Hmm. So I mean, or I thought another because I think there's something more, and not I mean not all of them. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of them have good versus evil. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, some do uh, uh, blur the lines, but still, they're still good. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, sometimes God uses different mediums to connect yeah. and to bring a message that maybe it's speaking to our heart, but we don't, you know, even even realize why, you know, it, 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 it you know, why it is. Yeah. And... Yeah, and and I just wanted to throw out there, you know, not even getting anything, you know, not, not even using any scripture on my kid. I I could go through there and you know give you every verse of Jesus that would, you know, we can draw uh, parallels from Superman, but that's not why he was written. Right. But um, well, I mean, I know me and you have talked about this. You and I have talked about this quite a <laughs> few times. <laughs> and uh, I think one scene that sticks out to me, and I think it's Superman Returns. Is when he flies Lois yep. up and yep. he says, "Do you was, hear that?" I was going to mention that. 
and she says no and he says I hear everything yep. I hear it all and so what were, what were you going to say well yeah yeah because in in that movie when he leaves she writes an article why the world doesn't need superman and, and wins a a pulitzer for it you know or or whatever and at that point he flies her up you know after he returns and he says, you know, listen, uh, what do you hear? She says, nothing. He says, I hear everything. You wrote that the world doesn't need a savior, but every day I hear people crying out for one. It's one of my favorite quotes yeah. out of any comic movie because it's so, I mean, it's so a truth, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think sometimes, you know, and just what you said earlier, these are res, you know, resonating, resonating with people because so many, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter how good you think y- your life is or isn't. There's trouble, and you right. and you go through stuff. You know, there's always ups and downs. There's always you know relational uh, uh, issues, maybe financial here, maybe b- uh, uh, big decisions, health decisions. You know, and, and I think there's always a part of us that wants to believe in something bigger than what we are. You know, I mean, and 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 so I just throw that out there, you know, just to make these uh, comparisons, just to, you know, just really food for thought, not to even. You know, uh, Elena, I think just, you know, for our listeners and, you know, here at this table. You know, finding and building on that, you know, you, people see see God in in ungodly type things. Um, meaning when I say ungodly, yeah. I mean like, you know, it, you, you think when you get out of church or you get away from, like, that kind of stuff, it's like, okay, then it's just the world. But, you know, I've got an uncle that, you know, heard a Garth Brooks song that was written for specifically for a freak, the Frequency movie. Yeah. And, and that song basically turned him to where he would start going to church, and basically he contributes that song to saving his life. And and it's like that was a Garth Brooks song that had really nothing to do with God or Jesus, but it had lyrics in there that spoke to him, and he saw it inside that song. And it's it's like this happens every day. People are searching and see. I mean, God is there even when he's you know you don't think he is. Yeah. I had a friend of mine that was in prison for 16 years, and I've never seen Spawn, or I saw it, but it was a long time ago, and he said he became a Christian because of Spawn. <laughs> if you guys know no. why, tell me, because I, I have, have no, no idea, idea why. Yeah, I've seen I have no Spawn, idea. and yeah. I, he said that's the reason why he's a Christian, because hmm. of the movie Spawn. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember it, but... I can yeah. use whatever he wants. Yeah, I you know it's it's hard to really criticize. You know, you know I mean everybody sees things differently. You yeah. know, so yeah. what what I see is not what you see, and vice yeah. versa. So I mean, you know, some people might listen to this podcast and think it's hilarious, and some people may not. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean obviously those people yeah, are stupid own. and they don't know what they're thinking. But yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah. I can't say but that. They, yeah, I can't but they won't them. realize that. No, so <laughs> we do. But yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah, yes. I'm. You know, I just wanted to to throw out there just for just some food for thought, just a way to, you know, uh, you know, people. uh, I think about why these things, you know, resonate with people. You know, why will a Guardians of Galaxy make billions of dollars? Why will Spider Man make you know tons of money? Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's reason for it, and it might not always, but right now it's it's uh, uh, you know resonating. Well, I mean. You know, people. The name of the movie says it all: Guardians of the Galaxy. They're guarding the galaxy. They're saving the galaxy. So I mean, it's mm-hmm. and they're also imperfect people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is right. Also parallels. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. The apostles. Yeah. Yeah. We can all do great things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of us. That's it. Wow. Yeah. That's, oh, that's cool. Good seeable yeah. truth. Yeah. Woohoo. Always. Good episode. All right. Yeah. Anybody got anything? I don't. Why don't you go ahead and do the rundown there? All right. Scout? Well, get in contact with us if you uh, if you want. We would love to hear from you. Let you let us know that we're you're listening. Facebook.com slash nerdoutcast. Feel free to add us on there. You know, like us, subscribe to our page. Um, you know, write something down, post something, tag us. Go to our website, www.thenerdoutcast.com. Uh, check out our email, nerdoutcast4 at gmail.com. Uh, you know, send us some emails. You know, give us some show feedback. Let us know what you uh, want us to talk about. We're always looking for new ideas. Uh, give us a call. Send us a voicemail, 812-297-8801. What are you doing? <laughs> what? That's a little uh, Steve Carell. Sorry. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that's uh, you know, those are the ways that you can get in contact with us, see what's going on, see what we're doing, that sort of thing. So excellent. But once again, we uh, thank everybody for downloading and spending some time with us. Yeah, give us a review on iTunes. Sure. Um, so yeah, let yeah. us know how we can do better. Yes. We All right. might, might listen. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> everybody uh everybody have a good week and we'll be back here another seven days. Bam powder dry. Woohoo! That's the funniest thing I said all day. <laughs> <laughs>